Hey, everybody. Welcome, Welcome to, to a Community of Principles podcast, a conversation to support leaders. I'm your host, Ben Gilpin. Now, let's get this started. Here we go. Here we go. Community of Principles podcast once again. This is Ben Gilpin hosting, and I am really excited because uh, not only do I have a fantastic guest that will be joining us shortly, but it is also spring break. And if you are sticking around for spring break, you're probably noticing in Michigan, the snow is flying and the baseball games are being canceled because it is too stinking cold. However, there's so many people from Michigan that are down south enjoying the warmer weather. And in fact, the person I'm bringing on is actually down south right now. So I'm excited to bring on Doug Amaral. And Doug is a middle school principal in Mona Shores. He's going to tell us a little bit more about where he's from and where and what he's doing. But Doug, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So, hey, tell us a little bit. Okay, what, what's your current position and how sure. long have you been doing it? Right. So uh, currently I'm the middle school principal at Mona Shores Middle School. This is my fourth year as the principal. It's my sixth year in the building and then 17th in education uh, overall. But uh, yeah, just fourth year in an amazing building with some amazing teachers, uh, amazing district, and uh, loving every minute of it. Oh, that is fantastic. And and um, four years. So that means you've, you've kind of gotten through the uh, learning curve a little bit, and you actually are able to start uh, really truly implementing. So that's a, the fourth year. You know, when I think back, because I'm in year eight, the fourth year was an exciting year because I actually started to feel like I was becoming established. But before we jump into the, some of that establishment, Doug, can you tell us how did you get to this point? Can you tell us the story of Doug? Yeah, the story of Doug, that's, a, that's an interesting one. It's crazy to think of, of that process and that piece that gets us to where we're at. And, you know, growing up uh, in a little farm uh, out in Borkulo, Michigan and going to Borkulo Christian with 18 kids in my class. Um, and then to think about where I am now is pretty, pretty astonishing for me anyway. But, you know, went to Zeeland High School and, uh, and really what got me into education was the opportunity as a senior to go and job shadow. And I got a chance to be in the emergency room uh, thinking I wanted to do physician's assistant and, and something along the medical field uh, and spent uh, half a semester there and then spent half a semester in a fifth grade classroom with Mr. Halston uh, at Zeeland and uh, Woodbridge Elementary and absolutely fell in love with the work, fell in love with kids, with the experience. And so from the age of 18, I knew that I wanted to go into education and to uh, coach and to eventually be a principal and was blessed uh, to go to Hope College and, and have that experience and uh, landed a job right out of school at West Ottawa and taught middle school math and English there for 11 years before I made that shift to, to Mona Shores. And, and really that whole, that whole experience for me was not only about what I wanted to do and what I felt called to do, but it was also about what I knew I, I, I didn't want and didn't want to be a farmer, didn't want to be a uh, factory worker. And so this was the path that I felt called to. And just fortunate to have some amazing people along the road that um, encouraged me and supported me in that whole journey. And uh, feel blessed to be where I'm at and work with some amazing leaders at Mona Shores and uh, like two APs and Scott Panazzo and Jake Manning are absolutely amazing. And so we, uh, I continue to feel blessed uh, to be able to do what I do each and every day and to do it where I'm at. So, so, so yeah. Doug, tell us, tell us a little bit about the makeup of your building. So, so Mona Shores Middle School, how many students do you have and, and what is the makeup there? 
Yeah, so we have uh, 931 students. I have about 65 staff members. Um, we're 6'8 building, so I have just over 300 kids in each grade level. We're 13% roughly of African-American population, and the rest uh, of our population is Caucasian white. But a lot of diversity in terms of where we're at. We're, uh, you know, we have homes on Mona Lake and on Lake Michigan, and we have kids that come in from downtown Muskegon, Muskegon Heights. And so the range of students that we get to work with and to mentor and to teach and educate in so many different ways is is pretty astonishing. And it's kind of a, a unique little niche uh, in the Muskegon area. And we're just blessed to be able to work and, and grow inside of that niche. Oh, that's good stuff. So Doug, tell me a little bit more about this though. So you're at the middle school level and you know, I mean, you've been up to MEMSPA and you've done the Traverse City thing and there's a lot of elementary principals um, that you kind of run across. There's not as mm-hmm. many middle school principals. What leads you and I'm very curious to get your take on this. What leads you to MEMSPA rather than looking more at the secondary level um, That's, as, far as, as far as leadership goes? Yeah, it's a great question, Ben. You know, I'm elementary. I'm an elementary person at heart and in terms of uh, just what got me into education. And as I grew, I grew to love and want to go into middle school and being there for as long as I have, absolutely love middle school education. And when I went to Mona Shores, uh, Greg Helmer who's been an amazing mentor, colleague, friend, uh, was the current principal uh, at Mona Shores and uh, was uh, principal of the year for MEMSPA. And his guidance to say, you know what, uh, MEMSPA is this incredible organization, incredible leaders, which, how you will learn and how you will grow will impact you greater, uh, in his mind, than other organizations and other you know groups that you can be involved with. And so really, it was his guidance. Uh, I had never heard of MEMSPA before I came to, to Mona Shores. And so he connected me there. Uh, and then I remember the first year going up with uh, a colleague in Lowell Whitaker, and he and I had never, uh, he was an elementary principal at uh, Churchill Elementary in our district and we had never really connected outside of, of work and we got up there and just uh, not only were we able to connect and learn and grow from each other but then just the relationships that you that you develop up there uh, in at memspa and um, with the different colleagues from around the state I love it I love the elementary perspective we do some things with maSSP uh, as well but I uh, just love the elementary lens and learning through some of the the great principles that are up there. And that's, so that's it's, cool. it's been amazing. It really has. That, and, and, you know, it's there was one thing. I mean, first of all, you and I have kind of crossed paths several times over the last couple of years. And so that that really has has led me to wanting to have you on the show. But the other lens really was the middle school lens, because I, I just don't think we have nearly as many middle school representatives as, yeah. as elementary. And so the, the, hearing hearing your take on things, and I think you said it best when you said, you know, I'm an elementary person at heart. And I do think people can relate to that and understand that right there, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So, so, and you know, and, yep, and really, ben, the, when I think of my sixth graders coming in, that's elementary to me. You know what I mean? I mean, it takes them, you know, half the year to really make that shift. And so I just think that the perspective and lens uh, for me individually as a, as a leader and educator, the perspective and lens through that elementary world helps me to be a better leader and be a better middle school principal without question. I'm sure that helps you connect with families as well. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, I think that's, that's the piece and that's the hardest thing in my building. I think for me is having, you know, 930 kiddos and, and trying to manage and lead and be, be that instructional leader and educational leader that, that we want. But I think that's the hardest thing is connecting with families. 
But I will also say that I love working with our four elementary principals at Mona Shores and that transition process into the middle school is something I absolutely love. And so, you know, MEMSPO is great for so many things. And, and I think for me as a learner, it helps me to be a better middle school principal when I can see and have a better understanding of the elementary lens as my kids come into the building. Yeah, that's well said. Okay. Okay. Let's jump into, I, I'm going to get to your family here in a minute, but I want to jump yeah. into Let's stick on the school topics right now real quick and tell us what are you most proud of at your school? (laughs) You know, uh, there's a couple things, Ben. One, I think we have some amazing teachers. I really do. I've, you know, as much as we get into classrooms um, and we get to see some amazing instruction going on, uh, but just the relationships that our teachers have with kids, their willingness to try new things, to go outside the box, to, to hook you know, to, to use Dave Burgess, uh, to, to hook our kids into the work and the learning that we're doing has been amazing. Our, our ELA team and, and our building has, has done a phenomenal job of focusing on independent reading over the last two or three years uh, to the point to where we have classroom libraries with books in them that our teachers write, do donors choose and different grants. And we've had over $10,000 uh, worth of books that have gone into our ELA classrooms in the last two or three years. So I'm extremely proud of the work that we're doing in that space. And then the other thing that I think of, we started this year, it's a pilot year and our our district and board has supported us to move forward, but we're doing a trades academy. And so we're, we're, we have a two hour academy um, where where kids not only work on their academics and stay, stay afloat and stay current with those, but they get to engage in basic woodworking, plumbing, electrical, they've taken apart and put back together engines. And so really offering kids sort of that trades perspective, which is an amazing field to go into. And we wanted to give our kids that opportunity. And so when I think about our building and the things I'm proud of right now, currently, those are the top three things for me, that the the instruction that goes on every day in relationships that our teachers have, the work that we've done in independent reading, and then our trades academy, uh, where we're trying to connect with uh, kids in a different way and give them a different experience. That's cool. And I can hear the pride. I can hear the pride in your voice. And you were, I mean, you would you, just so passionate about what you guys are doing. So very cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Thanks. jumping in on question two, um, and, and this is where your family comes in a little bit. How does Doug find balance? And, I, and, I, and I'd love to hear a little bit about your own family too. Yeah, right. So my wife is an educator. She's a middle school educator at West Ottawa. Loves loves the work, loves what she does. Uh, I have two kiddos. Uh, my son, Jaden, is in fourth grade and my daughter, Kennedy, uh, is in first grade. And so finding balance, uh, I, I think that that's a that's an ongoing challenge, Ben, and you know that, uh, yeah, you know, just in the work, the work that we do, you know, and so when I think about balance, you know, I've done a, a number of sort of self-learnings with this. I, one of the things, uh, books that I've read is called One Thing, and it uh, talks about balance not always being on the line, you know, going, kind of going back and forth, but more of, you know, when you're all in, try to be all in and go as far away from that balance line as you can. And then when you go to something else or whatever that is, be all in with that. And so when I think about balance and I think about our work and our families and try really hard that when I'm all in, I try to be all in. And if it's with family, I try to be all in with family as hard as that is sometimes. When I'm at work, try to be all in at work. I have to find time to exercise. So uh, I'm up bright and early to get it done before I go into work so that I don't have to take that time in the evenings uh, when I get home with family. The last thing I want to do is, you know, leave once the kiddos and, the, and, and my wife gets home is to leave again. 
And then we also find balance. Uh, my family, uh, my wife and I actually met at Camp Sunshine. It's a camp for individuals with developmental disabilities. We met there 17, 18 summers ago, um, and we do that every summer as a family. And I do all the volunteer recruiting for that. And so in the summer, you know, we're out at, at camp for almost 20 days. And that becomes part of our family. That is part of our family and who we are and what we do. And, and so I think for me, it's about you know, I think about coloring a picture and it's all these different spaces that we work in and, and you can't just color one space. You know, you have to color all the spaces and you have to connect in, in so many different ways. And so I think when when we're in one of those spaces, we try to be all in, try really hard for that. But uh, but it's challenging. And, and, you know, my wife and I worked in the same middle school building for uh, we were in the same building for six years. And that was one of the hardest things is to go in, drive into work together, drop the kids off together. That was great. But you're, you're you're talking about the same stuff, the same work, the same situations, even as you drive home. And so so we've worked hard to find balance in that capacity, just, uh, you know, different areas of life and different experiences that we get to have. Well, but it is hard. I mean, being being two educators, that it's hard because that's the world you live in. And so it, it is truly difficult to actually get away. So I'm glad you're on spring break. Yeah. First and foremost, I'm really glad about that. But I can only imagine that when the two of you live in that world, that um, your conversations tend to gravitate to that world. And that can be hard to kind of get away. But I love how you, because really of all the people, and, and so you're, you're guest number nine, and I'm really excited about that. And of all the guests, you're the one that has pointed out being all in when you're all in, instead of mm-hmm. truly trying to find that balance, which I think is a great perspective. And, and yeah. that can tie it into the book too. To me, that is, that's really well said. And it's, I appreciate it. And it's hard, right? I mean, it's, it's sometimes you succeed at it and sometimes, you know, you're sitting around and it's like, dang, why am I checking my email? Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and, and it's difficult and, and sometimes you succeed and sometimes you fail. But I think, I think having other spaces, um, you know, I mentioned Camp Sunshine and the work that we do there, but having different spaces that we as a family are in together, I think is, is extremely valuable and important. Okay. Good stuff. Um, okay. You ready for this word association? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's try it. <laughs> let's give it a shot. Word association. I'm going to say a word. First thing that comes to mind, and you're probably going to give an answer that I'm going to want to dive a little bit deeper on. Uh, Perfect. Uh, so first one, Lake Michigan. We need to go more. You know, we live uh, right next to Lake Michigan, and uh, we probably don't visit it as much as we should, but it's absolutely beautiful. And I would say word association, go more. I'll put two words there. There you go. There you go. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, let's see. This is going to, I mean, st- stay with me on this one because this is going to be a little bit longer. Okay. 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 Um, social media with middle schoolers. Get rid of it. <laughs> you know, yeah, this is a big one, Ben. Um, if I was going to give it one word, disengaging. Oh. I think our, our kids become more and more disengaged with life, with who they are as individuals, with their strengths and weaknesses, because they're disengaged with everything else that comes with social media. Okay. Good. And I, I think it's, I think it's detrimental in many ways to, to who they are. When we think about mental health and some of the challenges that, that, that we face with that, I think social media with, with my middle school kids is a big contributing factor to some of that. Ah, excellent. Okay. Third one. How about teacher evaluation? Authentic. Hmm. Um, I, I think that uh, one of the things I love about our district is the way that we do teacher evaluations. I know what what I came from. I know what other districts do in terms of teacher evaluations. 
uh, I think we work, and I say we as a district, we as a building, uh, work really, really hard to be as authentic as we can and to make that process meaningful and relevant for our teachers. Okay. Next and I think one. it's become I think it's become unauthentic because there's um, a strong focus on the process and 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 the rubrics and some of those things. And so I wonder if it's become even more unauthentic uh, over the over the years. Yeah, I, I hear you on that one definitely. Okay, let's go. Um, hmm, favorite food. Favorite food. Uh, you know, I don't think anything beats a a good steak on a gr- on the grill. Oh. Um, there's uh, something about that not to be outdone by my wife's uh, chicken that she makes. So oh. I would say those two. There you go. I, w- I was going to say two. there will be no grilling in Michigan right now. It's too cold. <laughs> okay. <laughs> too cold. Yeah. I'm not fired up to grill when I get home. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> so we got two more. Two more. Okay. Your first car. First car. Uh, a Chevy Citation. It was a four-door hatchback uh, stick shift. What color? Just it was a, a light. I'm going to say light blue, but that's only because it was faded so bad because it was so old. Um, <laughs> but we'll go with light blue. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last one. Your allegiance to a school in Michigan. Mona Shores. Mona Shores. So what about Mona Shores? What about Michigan State or Michigan? You got uh, Michigan. I Michigan, Michigan without question. Excellent. Without okay. Question. He leans Michigan. Okay. It was a tough one Monday night. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough game. Okay, Doug, we got uh, one last question, and this is okay. the, my favorite of all of them. Okay. When you when you think about your journey, who is one person that has helped you become the leader you are today? You know, you know, it's interesting, Ben. I, I think about this often, and there's there's a number of them. And I mentioned Greg Helmer. I wouldn't be who I am as a leader as a person without him. When I think about longevity of impact on me as a leader, you know, I mentioned earlier that I, I do work with Camp Sunshine, and that's actually where my wife and I met and started as a counselor there and, and now do all the volunteer recruiting. But Cindy Turlau, who uh, was the executive director for 27 years uh, there, uh, her and I have worked extremely closely together. And when I think about leadership, uh, servant leadership, leading with heart, with passion, uh, handling tough situations, tough conversations. When I think about leading through change, when I think about getting everybody on the same bus and headed in the right direction, Cindy has is and continues to be that person for me. She has an education background, so she sees that world. But the her sense of leadership is is broader than education. And every day I'm, I'm grateful for who, who she is and what she's taught me about leadership and uh, challenge my thinking and challenge my thought and uh, able to look at different situations and give me different perspectives and, and sometimes just say, Doug, you're on the wrong track or, hey, you're on the right track. I think this is, this is what you need to think about. But um, just an incredible listener, great at asking questions and, and without doubt uh, has made me uh, a better leader and being able to see that progression over the 18, 17, 18 years that I've been involved with camp has been amazing. So Cindy Turlau, without question, has probably been one of the biggest impacts on me as a leader. You know, there's two things. There's two things I really like about that share. Number one, it connects your personal and your professional life. And then the second thing I really like about that is that Cindy has not only supported you, but she's also pushed your thinking. And, and I think that mm-hmm. what we need and what we need in our profession, what we need as leaders is we need people that aren't just going to say yes to us all the time. We need people that are going to challenge our thinking 
and really help us develop as as leaders. And so it sounds to me spot on that that is that is Cindy for you. So I I appreciate the Without share. Question. I appreciate the share. And, and you know, Doug, this has been fantastic. I, I feel like I have a, a better understanding yeah, of, of, uh, of who you are as a leader and a person. I can tell you're on spring yep. break. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I, I'm just telling you, take your time. Take your time. It is freezing cold in Michigan. So take your time coming back. We are, we are going to enjoy our, our final day here and then take the slow roll uh, back to Michigan. Uh, so we will enjoy the day without question. And, and Ben, I appreciate you uh, again asking me. Um, I'm humbled by that. And so thank you for taking the time to to talk to me today a little bit about leadership. Absolutely. Okay. So everybody listen, uh, check out this podcast. Feel free to leave a message here for Doug or for myself and also connect with Doug on Twitter or connect with myself. And remember to use the hashtag MEMSPA every single time you do it. I really appreciate uh, everybody listening in. And most importantly, Doug, thank you again. Safe travels as you head back from Florida. And um, you've been fantastic, my friend. Well, thanks. I appreciate it, Ben. Well, thanks again to our guest. Let's continue to connect and reflect because that's what leaders do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Don't forget to check out hashtag MemspaChat Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also find more leadership tools at memspa.org.